A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. From the UCD School of Medicine, Dr. Jack Lambert. Jack, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to talk to you again. Uh, you're concerned, I think, about where we go from here, particularly with regard to schools. Well, well, you know, I, I'm not. Con- I'm not concerned. I have kids in school. I want my son back in school, um, but we need to actually, really, what I would say, up the ante in terms of our COVID prevention in the community. You know, there were there, even before the lockdown. You know, there. there if you look at I walk around the community. We weren't doing things right in terms of COVID prevention. You know, my son tells me that some, some teachers were wearing visors, but no masks, you know. Um, you know, kids after school congregating, teachers after school congregating for coffee without using masks. This virus is very, very unforgiving. You need to do things 100% right and not 50% right or not 60% right. So absolutely, I'm in support of, you know, living with COVID, opening up safely, getting kids back to school. But I think we actually have to redouble our efforts to make sure that all of our ducks are in a row, in a row because because the, the, the prevention efforts that were used three months ago are probably not going to be enough for this even more infectious strain of virus that is now circulating. So that's my point. So what kept schools safe between September and Christmas aren't going to work now, is what you're saying? It's a possibility. It might not work. And, I, I, and I'm just saying, and the reason I, I, I'm saying that is because I, I see, you know, I, I see patients coming into the hospital who have been cocooning, you know, religiously. I see staff members who are meticulous in terms of their COVID prevention, and they're still catching COVID. Uh, and that wasn't the situation in the first wave. That's been, that's my observation. This new strain of virus, the UK virus, which back in September was maybe a few percent of the cases, you know. Now in Ireland, it's probably 80, 90% of the cases. It's even more infectious. We have to do even better in, in terms of our infection control to ensure success and opening up, you know, the community and opening up the schools and opening up all the other, you know, uh, organizations that need to open up safely. So the word coming out of the Department of Education now, uh, Doctor, is that they're looking at the 1st of March as a starting point for, say, the very youngest of children in, in, in primary school and the leaving certs in the uh, secondary schools. Is it wise to set a date? Well... Of course, it's wise to set a date, but then it's also contingent upon, if you look at the numbers, I'm also concerned that the numbers aren't going down as quick as we'd want them to. You know, if you think about it, if you've got six, seven, eight hundred a day circulating in the community, back in October, we locked down when there was 1,400 
You know, there was a peak of 1,400. The following day, we, or a couple of days later, we dropped to 777. We locked down with, with the numbers that we're now thinking about opening up. Um, now, we're hoping the numbers will go down from 800 to 400 to 200 over the next two, three weeks. And we're all kind of, you know, praying and crossing our fingers. But it's not just about praying. Yeah, we actually have to do what are we doing to guarantee or to kind of assist in making sure these numbers go down. The, the virus is still circulating in the community. People are going to work. There's outbreaks in supermarkets. There, there's the emergency daycares that are opened right now. Mm-hmm. There's outbreak in those daycares. Um, I, I guess I'm just saying the writing's on the wall is that we, we, we're not doing enough. We need to do more. And all of the COVID prevention, masks, you know, extra hand sanitation, sanitation of surfaces. We're not doing it good enough and people are not, you know, following the letter of the law. Have, people, not, have, have people gotten a little bit complacent? Of course. Of course there's an element of complacency. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, so, 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 but, but, but then again, I, I, I stepped back a second and, and look, I, I was just over in the hospital and I, I looked at my staff, I said, wash your hands. You know, it's like I said, I wash my hands every time I touch the surface. End of story, you know. And then, yeah, even even the staff in the hospital, you, you just, you let down your guard. Of course you do. But I just think the way we successfully, you know, open up society, open up the schools, open up the spe- special needs schools, the leaving cert, is we, we, we put on a campaign of, yes, let's redouble our efforts Let's not be complacent. You know, six months ago, I wasn't sure we'd even have a vaccine. I was hoping we would. Mm. Now we've got lots of vaccines. I keep on saying the light's at the end of the tunnel. Now, the vaccines are not coming quick enough, of course, but that's not the, part of, that's not the fault of the Irish government. In the meantime, we need to do even better in COVID prevention. This is the point, especially mm. in light of these new extra infectious, infectious virus variants that are now the predominant strain in Ireland, and actually I think it's 26 different countries have, have, have the UK strain. It's not just one or two countries, yeah. it's, it's all over the world. Of all places, last week we got those three cases in Auckland, New Zealand. Yep. You know, so it can get, it can get anywhere. There's a school of thought, Jack, that says now that we are able to protect the most vulnerable with vaccine and, and things like that, um, that we should just protect the vulnerable and let everybody else take their chances. Is that ever a wise thing to do? Absolutely not. Um, if there was no vaccine, that, you know, if there, if there was no vaccine, the only option is herd immunity, let everybody get the infection. Um, but we do have vaccines, you know, and, and I, ju- I just think that, and, and then number two, a vaccine is not going to be 100% protective. Okay, if you get a vaccine, Maybe it's the new vaccines are coming along. They're 70% protective, but you still have a 30% chance of not responding to the vaccine. So, so let everybody get it, and then some of the vulnerable won't respond to the vaccine. Look at the number of deaths. Yeah. Look at the number of deaths. You can't take that chance, especially since a vaccine, number, numerous vaccines are available now. So, so the other message is, even though I've got a vaccine now, I, I was vaccinated, and, and I'm so relieved to get it, but I want everybody else to get it, including school teachers, including all my colleagues that haven't got it yet. Um, but I'm still using, I'm still religiously using a mask and washing my hands because 
I might be the 10% that don't respond to the vaccine. And then, like I said, if you let herd immunity go wild, uh, uh, you know, it let everybody in the community get it, there's going to be collateral damage and that's going to be vulnerable who didn't get the vaccine or vulnerable who didn't respond to the vaccine they're going to die plus the fact that many of the people who've been worst affected by this have been people who thought they were fit and healthy and the next thing they know they're on a ventilator yeah yeah it's 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 a very unforgiving virus and look the 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 death rate is you know is low you know you understand flu has a death a certain death rate um five out of Current statistics are maybe five out of a thousand people that COVID get COVID, you know, can can end up dying of it. But you know, if five five out of a thousand, if you multiply that in a country with five million people, that's a lot of dead people, and that's an avoidable tragedy. So we should do all we can vaccine COVID prevention, uh, and not even go down the herd immunity pathway. Some stories emerging from around the world uh, and given that infectious diseases are what you are what you specialize in, Jack, looking at a story from California where they seem to have found a person infected with two variants at the same time. Is that a concern? Well, well, well yes and no. But it, just, it just goes I mean, it's the same COVID as COVID. You know, if you get the, the mutant and you, or you get the regular virus and you're that, you know, five in a thousand who has a bad course and dies, it's, it's the same issue. But the issue is, is the virus is mutating all the time. There's, there's thousands of mutations already in Ireland. You understand the, the virus has been mutating, uh, you know, for over the last six, 12 months, and it's going to continue to mutate um, along the way. So, so, so the message really is, is that we need to quickly get the vaccine rolled out because the longer we have the virus circulating, you know, in large populations, the more of a chance it has to mutate. If there's only three people infected, you know, a day, there's less chance to mutate. If there's 600 people infected a day, there's 600 chances to mutate. So, and, and the only, so COVID prevention and rapid access to vaccines is a solution. So the, the, I think the importance, what you're saying, the importance of getting to the exceptionally low levels we were at last summer is, it's, it's even more important to get there now. Even more important now, as, as we realize that this virus is, is, is mutating, you know, more than we'd anticipated. And it's actually mutating. And unfortunately, and we, we didn't know six months ago this virus was going to become more infectious, you know, the, the new mutant virus. This, this, is, this is a new virus. Uh, you know, it's a new strain of a virus. We, you know, science isn't prepared for this. We, we, we can't anticipate what's going to happen next. So, yes, I think we absolutely have to, you know, do all the right things, rapidly get the vaccines going, rapidly get the numbers down, and the numbers are not going down. And that's my concern. Mm-hmm. You know, we went into lockdown the 26th of December. Here we are. It's, it's good that we're down from 6,000 a day, but 6,000 to 1,000, 600 to 1,000 a day on an ongoing basis uh, without it going down substantially over, you know, it's not gone down, it's gone down 20%, you know, over, over the last week and stuff. The trend is right, but um, but but I'm, I'm holding my breath to see what happens a week from now, two weeks from now. And, and my concern is when I drive home in rush hour traffic and it's taken me five traffic lights to get through, you know, the, the, the traffic at, Fairview on my way to my home in Clontarf. It's taken me five. You know how many cars are on the road? 
Yeah. That's a lot of cars on the road. Yeah. That's a lot of people who are mingling in community, potentially spreading the virus. Uh, that that is that is a concern to me. Yeah. The, of course, come the 5th of March, which is when this phase is supposed to end, people are itching now to get their children back to school, to get construction open again and other businesses to follow. I think what I'm hearing here is we must be even more careful than we were on previous occasions. Absolutely. And in, and in the supermarkets, you know, I mean, I mean, and when we open up stores, whatever we open, you know, I mean, we give lip surface to enforcing lockdown. We give lip service to COVID prevention precautions, but I walk around town. People aren't doing it right. People are not even educating, supporting. You know, if your security guard is standing at the front, not limiting number of people going in on their mobile phones, paying no attention, and there's no good hand sanitation facilities, you know, soap rather than alcohol, uh, there really needs to be a detailed plan in the community. And as of this last weekend, in some places in the community, there's not. And, and there's announcements of outbreaks in, in the grocery stores. Well, no surprise, because some grocery stores are, are not doing the right thing and not enforcing COVID preventions. We have to get this right. I was in a public building the other day. I shall not name where it was or what I was doing there, but it was private business, but I was in a, in a public building. And there were four sanitizer machines at the door. Not one of them had a drop of it in them. Right. But Middle of the afternoon, point. Jack. Yeah, but this is my point, you know, Jesus, you know, I mean, seriously, this is a serious disease that can cause people to die. I take it seriously. I have staff up in the ICU managing patients, and they're brokenhearted every time a patient dies. You know, that's the consequence of this. It's really personal. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice, Jack. I can hear it in your voice. Uh, and... um you mentioned surfaces and grocery stores, and of course they've been open throughout because they're essential. But just on the topic of surfaces, can you get infected by your own shopping? I think so. Absolutely, I think so. And and I didn't believe this. One of my colleagues, you know, in December says, I think my brother-in-law caught COVID from a FedEx delivery. You know, one of the FedEx guys must have had COVID in his hands and then spread it from the package and I said, I don't think so. But subsequently, I have so many people that, um, that were cocooning. Their only risk factor was grocery deliveries to the house. So they must have contacted it from the surface of, 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 of that. So, you know, this kind of worries me that how infectious this is. I ask every question that's admitted to the hospital. It's not badly behaving patients. It's patients that made little slip-ups they weren't even aware of. So, yes, I think the virus... It's less likely to spread on surfaces. It's more likely to spread by, you know, somebody coughing on you from somebody not using a mask. But yes, it's on surfaces, absolutely. And that is a source of transmission. So my advice is, you know, wash down your, when you go to the grocery store, wash everything down yourself on the way in, on the way out. If something's delivered to your house, wash the package down before, you know, you accept it. And that is an additional risk factor. Um, and, 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 we haven't been emphasizing that with this new strain of the virus. I think it's an additional risk. But number one risk is respiratory. Wear a mask, wear a good mask, wear two masks. You know, wash your hands every time you put your mask on and off. Wash your hands every time you touch your surface. That's what I'm doing. And that's what I think everybody should be doing religiously. Finally, I heard a little bit of analysis of the figures this morning, which I think 
seems very positive, and I just wanted to put it to you. It would appear that new infections, like the 650 yesterday and whatever we'll have today, that new infections among healthcare workers on the front line have come way down and it correlates with the vaccination program. Does that give cause for enthusiasm? Absolutely. And I think I think if you look in America, if you look in Israel, um, I think vaccines are making a difference. You know, there, there's, there's going to be there's going to be less infections as people are vaccinated, you know. Um, so, so absolutely. But then but then I think. All, so, so, yes, I think the vaccines are going to make a difference. And the, the more percentage of the population that is vaccinated, the less transmissible this this virus is going to be. So, so I think that's a good news story as well. All right. Well, I, I think we'd finish on that positive note. And thank you, as always, for your contribution to the opinion line. That's Dr. Jack Lambert uh, from the UCD School of Medicine. Corks 96 FM.